Over the course of his 45-year career, Bruce Hornsby has been a pop star, avant-garde, provocateur, jazz titan, folk hero, member of the Grateful Dead, and much more. On his new album, Absolute Zero, Hornsby is tapping into all the facets of his talent, and the result is a complex, dense, and immensely satisfying collection of songs. It's not just his best in years, but it speaks to the state of our world, where we're going from here, and most importantly, the state of our hearts. Joining us to talk about Absolute Zero is Broke Down Pod host and Bruce Hornsby enthusiast, Jonathan Hart. So kick back and open up your mind as we press play on a brand new episode of Discologist. Five, four, three, two. It was merely a two-word review. It just said, shit sandwich. Welcome back, fellow music lovers. We're so happy to have you here hanging out with us again on Discologist. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. Happy to have you here. Coming to you live-ish from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the land of pleasant living, uh, where this album that we're going to be talking about seems to fit right in. Bruce Hornsby. His new album, Absolute Zero, is for me one of the biggest surprises of 2019 because as a music nerd, as somebody who grew up on this stuff, I would expect it, that I'm going to love it. In fact, pre-ordered it, did the whole thing. But what I didn't expect is the New York Times loves it. Uh, everybody is out there all of a sudden becoming uh, coming around to the, to the cult of Bruce, and, uh, and it's fantastic to see, but it's well-earned because this is probably the best album of his career. He f- He's flirted with styles uh, all over uh, his 45-year career, uh, jazz, bluegrass, rock, pop, everything. And this just coalesces everything, brought in some heavy hitters, uh, Justin Vernon on that, Brad Cook, and uh, and just, uh, you know, just made something that was just him. It happened so rarely. It happened here. And that's why we're talking about it. And that's why I invited my friend Jonathan Hart from Broke Down Pod to talk about it because he also loves Bruce Hornsby. Uh, so that's what we're going to be doing. I'm going to bring Jonathan in a minute, but I want to I want to get you into the mood here. Uh, the first single of this was called Voyager One. It is about uh, the actual Voyager One, the probe we sent out into space. But asking the simple question of of you know what if it finds people and what what do we have to show for ourselves? It's deep, um, it's beautiful. It features uh, Y music on it, and uh, here it is. This is Voyager One off of Bruce Hornsby's Absolute Zero. It's not coincidence but fate It's time about points to make new friends And buy some lemonade The twisted turns we take in life The epiphanies they bring An impromptu gift from my dear wife Your rocket ship keeping Let's break out of our orbits Feel gravity's effect Let's leave our little planets Which relationship we wreck Unlearn all our habits Make sure we all connect Boy, you won the NASA probe, got to outer space today. 
With a pattern made of solid gold For aliens to play It makes this trick for all of us A regular mankind song Ultimately superfluous Because we don't get along Let's break out of our orbits It's the world we all neglect This hell is a little planet Our neighbors need respect Unlearn all our habits Make sure we all connect Human race is a choice Since man first walked in red That's a little bit of Voyager 1 off of Bruce Hornsby's Absolute Zero. This is his, I believe it's his 19th album. Uh, we can we can go back and fact check that in a little bit. Uh, here to discuss this is Jonathan Hart from Broke Down Pod. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Is it really 19? I ran out of fingers halfway through. I believe it is. Wow. There, there are, there's 19 of him, but I think they're combining in the noisemakers. Uh, they're, they're combining in his solo stuff. Uh, there's also some, there's a bunch of live albums now. There's a jazz trio right. thing uh, that I haven't listened to that I need to listen to. But he's been around for a while, man. 1986, yeah. when we were but young, <laughs> young spawn, uh, Bruce Hornsby, uh, I think uh, we're just two of the people uh, that this, his music kind of sort of interjected and changed a few things in our, in our listening appreciation lives. Would you say? I think that's true. He's, he's kind of been there since right, right after I became mm-hmm. aware of music and started really yeah. listening to music on the radio and buying tapes and things. And, and that's when the first record came out. Yeah. The way it is. And you know, the way it is was, you know, he's based out of Williamsburg, Virginia, and he is very much uh, engaged in, at least in the in the background, in in the southern politics, if you will, or the politics of the South. Uh, he is outspoken, and there's a lot of moments like this in this album about the uh, the duality of the South. Let's bring up Drive by Truckers, but yeah. but he, you know, uh, he's just been this guy that, like, instead of he he has pop elements, I think, in his music, but instead of just being satisfied with that, he tricks you into like loving this like great like the way it is that song. It's a great song, has but it has two like insane jazz piano solos in the middle of it, and it's talking about uh, you know like basically inequality, right? You know, and uh, then on that song, every every little kiss, which is one of the other right. singles from that, he put a Charles Ive piece as the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did that. Uh, you know, across the river, uh, he deals with like how they would ship women off uh, to uh, nunneries or just send them out of town, teen pregnancy. Yeah, not not stuff that you you would associate. So, so I, I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is uh, Bruce is pretty woke, and has yeah. been for and has been for a really long time. Um, over the course of his career, I think that his stuff has uh, mutated, but I don't know in his head if he would say that. Like, I think this was always there. And on this one, uh, I think this is his most jazz record that I can think of to date without actually being specifically labeled as jazz. But it it's sort of something else. And I, and I can't quite put my finger on it. And, and we've we've talked about this a little, but it's... On some of these songs, it's like he's creating this whole thing that is now just Bruce Hornsby, like uh, a lexicon, an idiom that is just Bruce Hornsby. And in that, I think it's this is probably his strongest album, uh, definitely in the past decade, but maybe of his career. Would you agree? Yeah, it's 
definitely a top record for him. He's he sounds like uh, I said this about someone else's record not too long ago, um, mm-hmm. but he sounds like himself. But you know, thirty years later, he's yeah grown and really just he doesn't sound like anyone else here. Uh, no, although you know, there's influences and elements from other things, uh, particularly in some of the production stuff, which we'll get into, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's distinctly his voice, and it's it's the same it's the same voice from who wrote those rather edgy, somewhat uh, not quite subversive, but kind of under the cover political songs, political pop songs back in the eighties. Yeah, for sure. I want to I want to play a little track now to get into. There's there's a lot of there's a range of stuff. There's dreamy pop. There's some electronic music, uh, but what we've been talking about the social side of this and i think this hits on the jazz side of this too uh the blinding light of dreams is a track that is um just stylistically on the piano it is is dense it is complex it is not uh normal radio listeners not process that pretty well but it might end up on the radio like yeah. i don't know it might end up on the radio but it's a fantastic song it is probably one of my favorite tracks of the year uh, so here's a little bit of blinding light of dreams in our town we wake up early every day At 7 a.m. it's today, September 12th Early morning all across our commonwealth Shaking up Jim Crow and most hyperbole Calling Uncle Joe and Hurley Harper Lee Perfect Southern Gothic history a young boy was murdered He was only ten This anniversary Has been played in town since then Except that his family They can't live it again Our town secret Town secret and mystery The blinding light of dreams In black and white Mostly here until the sun goes down Why we speak of fears that come at night The secret nightmares of our town So that, you know, is talking about sort of the evils of the Jim Crow South uh, About the young boy murdered, presumably black uh, and and just wrapping it in uh, what feels I think you might have been the one I heard describe this as almost like a intro to a musical. Yeah, really, it does. It sounds like um, you know the narrator from our town, but comes out singing with yeah. a little bit of you know the Sondheim strings that go a little off kilter. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's he's setting a stage, but man, it's a dark stage. It's a dark stage, and it, and it and it's so like complex. Why music is the strings there? They're a sextet out of New York City, and uh, they had some success with uh, Ben Folds. He he played uh, with them. I think that was the first time I heard of them. But uh, they are on a couple tracks on this album, and what they add to this is, uh, I, I think, um, you know, Hornsby is the one who is arranging this stuff, and he is the one who's writing this stuff. But but it just adds this depth that that hasn't been on his albums, and you don't. It, it's being used in such a odd, odd way because that is just right. That's what comes after a song called Echolocation, yeah, um, which, which is a beautiful song. But uh, and it's 
it you shouldn't be listening to something and and be like wow it's a musical now or then wow it's it's a it's an electronic song now wow it's a it's a folk song now and and have it all work and somehow like he managed to like just arrange all of this to make it like a cohesive piece uh that speaks to what i think the theme of the album is is just about how you know, humans have got to get it together. Yeah, it really does. And it really does seem to be the theme of this. I'd like to talk about that song, Echo Location, since you brought it up. I want these hills, I won't look back. I walk these hills, I swear, I won't look back. They took my car from me, got it to you on Monday. Like this is a Bruce Hornsby no. record. There's no piano on that. Uh, yeah. It feels it's like um, a little hill country folk song. It sounds yeah. like um, actually the first thing I wrote down, other than not a piano song, said it sounds like a Phil Cook song. And then I amended yeah. that that thought <laughs> because it's really where Phil crosses over with Bruce. You know, Phil Cook's a big Bruce Hornsby fan, as we've yeah. talked about, talked with him about. Uh, but it also sounds like Phil's Ry Cooter stuff. And I'm sure Bruce has yeah. listened to some of that too. Uh, it's it's quite an intersection of tone on that song. Um, and yeah, he's it's really good. And it's about really finding direction, that song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, it's, you know, and it should be mentioned like uh, Phil's brother, Brad produced this album. Some yes. of the songs of this album. You also had uh, Justin Vernon, Tony Berg, who's done uh, Phoebe Bridgers and uh, Andrew Bird. Um, and, you know, uh, again, this something about like bringing just these disparate uh, producers together, even to make something, uh, you, you know, to be fair, the Justin Vernon songs sound like Justin Vernon produced them. Justin has a very specific uh, way of doing things. And he was able to use that and not necessarily in a Kanye way. Uh, I mean, you know, it didn't sound, it doesn't sound tacked on. It sounds like somebody, uh, and I think this was in the, in the New York times review uh, and and I'm paraphrasing, but it sounds like, you know, uh, Justin Vernon caught up to his idol, like as much as Hornsby influenced him, all of a sudden he's doing the thing. And so of course it's going to work together. Yeah. And Um, it it still sounds like a Bruce Hornsby song with justin vernon uh well producing just influencing and directing the shape of the sound but it still still sounds a little like the words how much of this do you think so he was he was uh famously to a lot of people who were listening to this would know uh, in the dead uh for a couple years uh i think solidly was it from 1992 and then sort of when he could when he could but uh that certainly I, I don't think it it necessarily changed the way he played, but I think maybe it 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 like unlocked the door, let him out a little bit. 
how much of this album do you think is a real as like a true realization of that well bruce's time in the grateful dead i think gave him a public license to open up a he was a pop star yeah before that and somewhere around in that time frame, he recorded with the Harbor Lights record, which yep. has Jerry Garcia on it, um, like one or two tracks. And it's somewhere in there, he kind of departs pop stardom. He just, yeah. it's not the music he's making at all at that point. And because he and, followed that up with Hot House and Spirit Trail, which were not, and then, no, and then Piano Jazz with right. his Marion McPartland. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think that I think the dead thing was a huge influence in that it just, uh, you know, kind of probably reconnected him with what he was doing before he was making his records. He was, you know, a hot barroom pianist kind of guy, but mm-hmm. he was also a student, uh, went, got his degree down at University of Miami. And, uh, you know, so he's, you know, he's he's one of those encyclopedic music guys. Yeah. But there's something about going out there and playing on dark star with Jerry Garcia, that probably opens your mind a little bit. Yeah. And, and he has been open about the fact that he was a fan before, uh, before yeah. that. And, and um, I always find it fascinating. Certain artists, um, whether you are making music, whether you're writing, whether you're, uh, you know, programming or doing it work, you know, everything is your art. And it's always interesting to see that point where somebody just sort of, like it, it all opens up, you yeah. know, and then all of a sudden it's like you can you start doing these uh, somewhat magical things with with your talent, and uh, in in the case of music, what comes out is something that is uh, hopefully like new to the world, or at least at least is is new in in that moment. I mean, that's I think that's why people go back to like the Dead, uh, or if you go, he was on a album with the dead uh called infrared roses that it's really hard to find right now um but uh and that was actually that got me back not just into bruce hornsby but into the dead silver apples on the moon was a drums and space collage with him playing with them and uh i was just like fuck man hornsby's good like what have i been doing with my life i love that passage actually you know you yeah. you just rolled right into my wheelhouse uh if red roses was you know one of those that i bought on release day and mm-hmm. that's the one cut with bruce on it otherwise it's mostly brent era stuff and it's um yeah it's yeah it's beautiful beautiful piano on top of some weird ass noises from uh Mickey and Billy, if I remember it right, it's, and it's yeah, such it's a we- and it's such a weird album um, oh, yeah. when when that came out because it was like they were coming off of, I think, uh, without a net. Yeah, uh, you know, this is another resurgence of the dead, but uh, this this just feels this album feels sort of um, soaked in that. Well, it, 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 it's experimental. He's yes, you know, it's truthfully this record is. Is Bruce's voice with collection of trusted, mostly younger, I think, uh, yeah. collaborators who respect, understand his voice and what he does. Yeah. And so they they've come in. Justin Vernon being a good example, they've come in to yeah. just support who he who he is and the work he's done. And Brad is yeah. uh, Brad Cook's another great example of somebody who's a fan who knows this music, knows this musician. I should say, uh-huh. and yeah. it's just helping him speak his voice. And I think, yeah, like you said, on the top of this thing, 
he's probably put out some of his best work ever here. Yeah, it, it, it's astounding. Um, one of those tracks and and one of the themes, um, besides humans getting it together, I think what the that theme sort of is split off in the fact that like shit can get dark, man. And uh, the song Meds, I think, was one that you wanted to talk about a little, and that that is is one of the tracks. It's the second track that features Justin Vernon, um, and where Cast Off is. Uh, I don't even know how to put it. it, it it's it's not. It, it's just a weird sort of the the narrator is is pretty pathetic, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but maybe not. But but meds is a whole different story. Yeah, cast off. It sounds. You could make a case that it sounds like a Justin Vernon Bonnie Bear tune with Bruce Hornsby singing on it. Yeah. Um, but meds doesn't isn't that way. You know, this is. This is a Bruce Hornsby song with some interesting production and it's, but it's so heavy. First time I heard it, I was like, Oh, is that an intimation about addiction? Oh, it's yeah. more than it, but it's way more than an intimation. He's, he's listened to the words on this and it's dark and sad. Yeah. And he's really looking at and getting into the mind of, you know, the, the average American addict, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever that means. Uh, yeah, we should we should let them hear a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, let's play a little bit. Of this this is Meds. This has uh, Justin Vernon, Blake Mills. Uh, also, uh, this may not mean anything to you, but Gib Droll on pedal steel oh, wow. and guitar. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. But more Virginia, but, right there. Yep, yep. Here's a little bit of Meds. And if I die, I hope I find nobody home. Been in pain, unceasing, and I tried to deep breathe. The shape and texture makes a bottomless seed. I can't take the murk, so whatever works, I'll take what you've got to tame the beast I serve. Yes, sir. sir. In love, in love, you with a little help from the Mets, with a little help from some sympathetic souls, embraced in a tender, loving hole, and it's got me on this road. I've been straight ahead, out the bed. Feel nothing than this 
wanted to stop feeling and we've all had that wish strings that come back come in in the, in the bridge part just the cutting the kind of a little little bit of cutting and bruce's kind of soulful cry and singing on that is uh, yeah yeah there's a, there's a line in the in the third verse or right after the chorus said i'd rather feel nothing than this yeah and that there it is. that is and and i don't know and, and i've talked about this on this podcast you know i a couple of years ago decided to go on uh antidepressant meds uh, and anxiety uh, so I, I don't know if the song is about opiates. Could be. I don't know if it's about that. I don't know. But it is about um, not being happy and having that experience dulled. Yeah. And and the decisions that that leads to. And it doesn't. It doesn't really. These whether you're taking uh, a stuff for pain, an opiate, whether you're taking stuff for depression, anxiety, whatever it is, it doesn't fix you. That's and and that's that's super important because at the end of the day you still have to deal with the human condition. And and I think what I love about this song is that that really just acknowledges that, you know, he's, he's saying clearly it was taking something for some reason whatsoever. But that line, like you said, that is like, I'd rather be nothing than this. Yeah. You know, you know it was like, I've tried it and Hey, this isn't working. What the fuck? What do I do now? Yeah. And I mean, there's other, other lines and comments in there about, um, you know, I, I'll take what you have because it's what I can get, you know? Yeah. It's uh yeah, that's hard and dark. And then he follows it with another very uplifting song. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never in this house. Yeah. It's great. Great song. Uh, not entirely uplifting. It's almost like a uh, deceptive, you know, he sings about these wonderful, uh, fanciful modes of life and, in existence and then the refrain kind of says yeah but not here yeah there's a house somewhere someday where big dreams come alive where i will fly to planets if i ever learn to drive where faith in my abilities erases all my doubts i know this happens somewhere but never in this house Somewhere, someday, in this house I'll touch and you'll feel Somewhere, someday, in this house I'll love and you'll see Somewhere, someday, in this house I'll dream and you'll hear All our problems disappear Someday I mean, so what? what is what is he saying? I mean, we were, we were saying, you know, <laughs> that... 
one of the themes is getting together. But I mean, he's talking about like in Voyager 1, he's talking about, hey, this thing is out there. We better get our shit together before the aliens come. Uh, he says it again on Absolute Zero. He says it on the blinding light of dreams. He mentions Voyager 1. Uh, he's looking yeah. to space. I mean, look, Bruce is a big nerd uh, and that's fine. But is is he saying that he's hopeful for this or is he just saying, nope, we're done? I think he's saying that right now, right here, yeah, it looks bad. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there's a little optimistic uh, love song in Fractals. You know, sure. it, there's there's that. You know, these things are also happening in the world, but these these dark problems of you know, in blinding light of dreams, you know, we have our you know the nightmares, the quiet nightmares of this town, and never in this house. We have these lives led of you know, desperation, aspiration, this that will not be achieved mm-hmm. and meds, you know, we've been down that road, cast off, which is the kind of the opposite of the love and fractals. It's the, you know, the, the isolation, um, yeah. echolocation, you know, saying we've got to find our path. Um, white noise is talking about just drudgery in the office, you know, yeah. and living lives that don't fulfill us. Uh, but take me, take you there, which ends is, you know, kind of a journey song. Kind of he he's yeah. ended like several journey of the his, band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it, yeah, it's it's um, also co-written by Robert Hunter, um, and uh, that that's actually my least favorite song on the album. But uh, it, it, but on the whole album, like that, that's like saying, I mean, they're all good songs, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a good song that 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 one uh, the the bridge sounds I think I mentioned Sondheim earlier but that sounds yeah. almost more like an interlude from Sweeney Todd or something or uh, like a one of the the early seventies Zappa records with the like the nasally horn section that kind of you know, it's, yeah it's, yeah yeah um, but sure. I I think it's the if I had a complaint about that song it would be that it's a little too short um, oh wow yeah okay. I would I would have gone on you could have extended that for me but yeah uh, on the whole. Oh, I think he's he is he's trying to talk about our current place on this planet where we are and yeah it's a little bleak I don't think he's not optimistic so much as he's just saying well it doesn't look good out my window yeah and and I think I think it's also that he is not being uh, presumptive in that like we would necessarily look to him for answers right right I mean he's just a piano player right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, well, have to be reductionist. Yeah, or, yeah, that, that, that's that's going down that's going down a big rabbit hole. You know what? <laughs> what is the value of all of all these uh, these people? I mean, the idea is, I think that you listen to something like this, and and you are uh, in some way illuminated, um, and at least it makes you think, right? Yes. You don't you don't need to be given the answer. The best art is when you're not given the answer, and and I think maybe that is why this is connecting so deeply with me. Uh, it is. Um, I, like I can't stop listening to it, and uh, because I'm just like uh, I'm looking at it like, hey, here's this uh, human that's feeling the same things, that's, that's acknowledging it, and they're not like maybe a song and dance number will fix it. They're out there, uh, they're doing it, but they're also remarkably talented, and they're using. I mean, he could have just put out a straight jazz album at this point, um, and honestly, I, there's probably a cut of this that is. Uh, I, I remember hearing about this, uh, you know, our mutual friend Phil Cook. Uh, hearing about this, and Phil is is a huge Hornsby fan. He got to play with him on Black Money River. Um, 
That was on and that Day of the Dead compilation. Day of the Dead compilation and stuff. And seeing, um, knowing the starts of this were some of the conversations that him and Phil were having. And then Brad ends up producing it. And then seeing how it turned out, it's just sort of um, this this weird, uh, I, like, remarkable thing that's now in the world thanks to, like, good people doing good stuff. Yeah. And, and we don't have enough of that. Absolutely. I, I don't know many albums. I mean, I, I buy a lot of new music. I know you obviously, mm-hmm. you know, just to maintain this podcast, you go through a lot of new music. Yeah. But, yeah. um, you know, not many of them really hook into me as well as this one has uh, yeah. in, in some time. So I, I can't see, put. I, this is one that I'm going to be bothering my wife with. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, it's, I, I think it was probably a His Golden Messenger record that did that to me last. Yeah. So um common thread there man yeah i mean you know there's there's uh there's some truth to people hit upon who make all this music um and uh yeah it's just uh it's astonishing and for a second i i was concerned it's like oh this is just because we're the olds right (laughs) right and and so we got perspective and maybe that's part of it and obviously bruce is much older than us but um i think that great art and great artists do this thing where they can be talking about something very specific, but then just add that little thing to it that makes it universal. You can feel it when you're old, when you're young. If you don't feel the pressures that he's talking about in like absolute zero or Voyager one or meds um, in your 20, like, I don't know what's going on there. (laughs) Like, you know, that that's just so you can be 20, 60, 80, whatever. Um, You're going to feel it. Yeah, I think that would have to be a pretty sheltered 20-year-old to yeah. not at least get some of, of these things. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's a nice look at the world. Nice might not be the right word. It is a, it's a real. good look at the world. Yeah. And ultimately, I think we're better for it. Yeah. Hey, come on, let's go down to 73 below. Let's go slide down the scale. Bruce Hornsby's Absolute Zero is available everywhere you can buy records. I suggest you go out and do so. I bought mine on vinyl. It sounds freaking sweet. Uh, it's a great album, and uh, hopefully we convinced you of that. Thanks to Jonathan uh, Hart for, of Broke Down Pod for hanging out. Look in the show notes. I'll have a link there to his podcast. It's uh, it's a nice, compelling listen, sort of a deep dive into uh, the more esoteric corners of the Grateful Dead and their catalog and their live music catalog, I think is only a taper to take you on that journey. And that's what he was and is. Uh, coming up in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about Foxygen, maybe. We're going to talk about Drug Dealer. Love that album. We're going to be talking about Lizzo. Uh, can't wait to talk about Lizzo. Uh, all kinds of new stuff. Basically, as long as there's good music coming out, we're going to keep on talking. Um, and with that, we are out of here. If you like what you heard, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a rating or a message there. Uh, Listen to us on Google Play, Mixcloud, Stitcher, or Spotify. Be back in a few short days. Until then, get out and listen to some good music, kids, because life is too short to listen to bad music. Talk to you soon. We will stop the gradual slide.
centuries and gone in, frozen to solid.